Welcome to another special episode of Murray Musings, where we center our conversations around Andy Murray, the two-time gold medalist, silver medalist in doubles with Laura Robson, 2016 Team GB flag bearer, first player to win back-to-back Olympic singles titles in tennis, and the first British man to win the Olympic singles gold medal since 1908. That is our boy, our four-time Olympian, Andy Murray. Oh, We've got our great co-host Woo! from the sweltering sunny Scotland. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hi. It's always sunny and warm with Claire and Scott around. How are y'all holding up in the blistering 80-degree heat in Scotland? Well, I'm kicking from the inside out. However, mm. after that intro, Peter, I feel like I could just burst into song and sing God Saves the Queen. <laughs> I'm feeling so patriotic right now. That was just fabulous. I love it. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of like sweating out here. I just sweat like all the time anyway. So like, um, and you know what? Let me tell you a story, right? So I woke up late today. I woke up late for work, but it's fine. Wait, so like, I you left were, the house. You were late. I was late for work. I know I'm never late. For never. Work. I'm never late for anything. Uh, so I I leave the house and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna make. It. I'm gonna make it to work in time. I'm just gonna jump in the car. I jump in the car and I realize that I'd left my headlights on from the night before. So my battery in the car was dead. So I was like, oh. No, disastrous. My work's about half an hour. My work's literally about like half an hour walk away, but it's about like a two minute drive away. So I'm just being super lazy. I just drive all the time. But I'm like, you know what? My car's broken. I'll make it in time. I'll just start walking. And then I look at the time. I'm like, I don't think it is. I don't think I'm going to make it in time. I don't think I'm going to make it. Uh, so I order an Uber. So I get an Uber. Um, I don't know if you guys have. Do you guys have Ubers over, over in America? Yes. Do you guys have? Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yes. Fantastic. Right. So I'm like, I'll get an Uber. It says it's going to be like four minutes. Easily going to get me there in time. We're all good. So I order the Uber. And as soon as I order it, I don't know if this has ever happened before. I ordered the Uber and it says, uh, it said four minutes and then it said change and it said 15 minutes because it's finishing a job nearby first. So suddenly it's route changed to like go drop someone else off miles away and then come back and get me. And I was like, I'm not going to make it to work in time if I wait for this Uber. So I'm going to have to run to work. I have to run to work. And already in the morning, it's quite early in the morning, but like this is a testament to how warm it is here in Scotland. It was already humid as hell. And I'm like wearing my like fleece jumper that I wear for work. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to start running. So I just start running and immediately I start sweating. Like, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be terrible. Oh, no. And I get into work, make it into work in time. But just literally sweat is just dripping off her face. I'm like, hi guys, how you doing? And everyone's like, oh Christ, like, I don't want to talk to Scott today. <laughs> like, that's kind of what their reaction is with Scott with me anyway. But like, it, it was more emphasized today. They were just like, Scott, you smell horrendously bad. Like, that is not unusual for you. But like, even today, it's like, you know, horrendously terrible. Uh, so basically, I'm not adapting well to the heat is, uh, is where that story comes from. Angie, I've only just met you, but um, I hope, you know, I hope I haven't kind of put you off, uh, put you off Murray Musings uh, with well, that story. She now but, knows um, the most important things about you. You're always late and you stink. Mm-hmm. And I smell bad. Yeah, exactly. So... You know what? Like, I hope, you know, I hope. <laughs> things can only get better from here, Angie. They can only get better. <laughs> our... Only get better. <laughs> In our outline, Peter has, like, a little introductory thing for Angie, and I've just ruined it by being like, <laughs> Angie, I smell really bad. Like, it's really hot here in Scotland, so I'm sweating bad. Uh, but, yeah, Peter, take away your intro of Angie. <laughs> okay, so we have a wonderful guest for y'all today. Um, here to talk about Canadian tennis, her travels to Wimbledon, and what it means to root for just a couple of players who have beaten Andy Murray, <gasps> Angie. <gasps> How are you doing today? I mean, I don't apologize for it. I just kind of <laughs> let the sports happen no. as they do. You know, I... The atmosphere in Murray Musings just... Oh, my goodness. I just felt the temperature drop. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's kind of wow. like when Andy like has ones, too. Like, I celebrate those. It's just sport. It happens. And I just am here chilling, taking yes. it all in. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about... Andy's first round match for the Olympics in just a little bit. But we love to start our conversations with your origin story. How you got into tennis, like was there an event or a player that inspired you to get into tennis and what you're doing now? So go ahead. Yeah, so it's actually really funny how I got into tennis because I thought it was the most boring sport you could actually play. I was like, why are people paying all this money to watch these players hit balls across a net on a concrete court? Like that did not make any sense to me at all. So I basically played any other sport you could think of. So soccer, basketball, baseball, softball, all of those when I was younger. 
And I was like, okay, like this tennis thing, like here, I'll watch it for two minutes. And then I flipped it off. And then in high school, I was just like, okay, like I got into t- playing a tennis a little bit. So I was like, okay, I can kind of appreciate the nuances of it. And then I happened to watch the 2009, I think, semifinals in the US Open. Roger was playing against Novak and hit the tweener shot. I was like, okay, oh, yes. this is okay. like another level okay. of tennis. This isn't just hitting balls over the net. Like they're actually thinking and doing really amazing things out there. So I watched that match and I was like, oh my God, like I wanted to like see more. Like what is this whole tennis world? So then I started really following in 2010 and I watched all the majors, but none of the regular tournaments. And then in 2011, that's when I started watching both Grand Slams and actual tournaments. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like, you know, I was just into Roger namely. And then I got into the women's players like Agnieszka Radwanska and everyone else. And I was like, this is so cool. Like, you know, you see like everyone from different walks of life, different body sizes, different game styles, doing like all these crazy things on the court. So I was like, okay, like I'm super invested in tennis now. I actually want to be able to go to these tournaments, but it's kind of almost like, um, a thing like with traveling, I was like, okay, I really don't know how to plan my own travels. I don't even know how to wrap my head around the fact of going to a tennis tournament, like, you know, getting yourself there, like all the cost for the tickets and everything. So I was just kind of like, okay, I'll just like sit back, watch like Wimbledon and like all the <laughs> tournaments and like maybe go, I don't know, when I'm like 30 years old or something, when I'm like all settled in life. And mm. then I just thought to myself, like, no, like I really want to go to tournaments. So I did um Miami a couple times like I did I think one one night session and then I did like a full day and I was like okay like I did Miami so now I can like maybe start looking at other tournaments so my first tournament outside of Florida actually was the Western Southern Open in 2015 and I was like oh like look at this like you know I'm really going into the deep end here because I had never been to Ohio before I was meeting a bunch of people from Twitter so I'm like okay, me and my introverted self, I'm like, oh my God, like I'm meeting all these like new people. Like, how is this going to (laughs) be? And then I went to Cincinnati for three days, had an amazing experience. And then I was like, okay, like I did stuff in Florida. Um, I did stuff in Ohio. So now the big behemoth, I can try to do Wimbledon. So I planned for a whole year. I arranged the time off work. And as it was getting closer, I was like, oh my god like i'm going to wimbledon like what the hell is this like like i'm going to london like what the hell am i trying to do like go to another country that i've never been to and i don't know all the customs and everything and then i went to wimbledon so i was just like okay like you know i did my little baby steps i did miami then i did ohio and i actually did davis cup within that time as well so i'm like okay like i did the incremental steps to get to the ultimate goal like after watching wimbledon for seven years Finally, in 2017, I got to go. So now it's just the case that pretty much, okay, if I want to go to any tennis tournament, I can really just have the confidence that I can plan it out and then just adapt and figure out my way as I go. So I'm not really limited anymore like I was in 2010. So when when you went to Wimbledon, did you have tickets for the tournament or did you like go on a whim thinking, I'm just going to wing it here? and get in that queue and see what happens. Yeah, so I did extensive research on the queue. I think I had to read like five to 10 articles. Like, okay, like how does the queue work? How does it work? Like when you're actually in the queue, where do you have to be to be able to get center court tickets? Like how early do you have to go? I read every single blog, every single article for like a whole year before I went. And then I was just like, okay, I know there's the ticket master system where you can kind of just go in that queue and see if you can buy it online, but it didn't really work for me. So I just knew when I was going there, mm-hmm. yeah, I was going to be in the regular queue. And then especially for Roger, I'd have to be in the overnight queue at least one time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's such a, I feel like that's such a risk. Did you feel like it was a bit of a risk to like, you know, just go there and just like jump in or did you like, was it like Roger was your main goal, but you would have been fine with anything? Like what was it? What were your thoughts on that? Yeah. So I kind of took it as like both sides. So mostly I would okay. just be okay. Like being at Wimbledon. Cause it's just like, oh my God, that's yeah. like the Mecca of tennis. And it was just somewhere mm-hmm. I wanted to go for so long, but it was the case that 
since I had so many friends that were in the queue that were also queuing for Roger, I kind of had that like inside knowledge, like, okay, it is possible. You just have to make sure that you're on time for the different kind of things. And then you're following all the queue rules and everything. So you don't get booted out. Like that'd be the worst thing. Like, right. If you're trying to go see your favorite player and then you don't abide by the queue rules and there's like, no, like you got to get your ass out right now. So yeah, yeah, I think it was just like a balanced approach of both. Okay, so, right, so to- I, I mean, British people love a queue, right, but <laughs> I, I get, like, um, I get anxiety with, like, loads of people around me, so the thought of actually being in that queue just freaks me out, I couldn't mm-hmm. deal with, I couldn't deal with it at all, so talk me through the, the logistics of the queue, like, what, what sort of behaviour would get you kicked out, and, like, what what if you needed to pee? Like what happens? <laughs> if you have to pee. I love I love I love I love. That's the most important <laughs> thing. Claire's like, what are the logistics? Like you know, like what kind of behaviors are going on? And also like, how do you take a leak? Like what goes on there? It's the things I need to know. How close are the porta potties, and do they stink that badly if you're near them? <laughs> That's what I always think at festivals. Oh so I'll actually approach it from like two aspects. So for if you're going like for the regular crew, the regular queue, like for a grounds pass, it's not that bad. So usually I get there, like, let's say at like 8 a.m. or something, then I'd be queuing for three hours. So that's totally fine. You just like have your blanket. You could have your breakfast. Some people bring like a full mm. picnic and they're just like brunching and chilling like while you're waiting, you know, to get into <laughs> the grounds. Yeah, like people bring like their Prosecco and all of a sudden you just like pop that sucker open and yeah, you're just chilling like in the campgrounds for like three hours. <laughs> but like for the overnight, that's when it gets a little bit more hardcore because it's like, okay. Oh no. <laughs> like I would get there at let's say 6 a.m. or something then they have the stewards and they give you your initial cue card and everything and then they actually have a separate line for the overnight queue so when you get there you're in the regular queue line and then all the stewards will come down and ask like okay are you here for regular tickets or overnight and if you tell them overnight then they'll actually take you out of the regular queue line and move you to the overnight queue line and everything then they line everyone up they make sure like your tickets are all set and then you can set up your tent. So you can either set up your own tent or people actually like leave tents like along like the campground site. So you can just pull a tent from there, you set up ground and then, yeah, again, you're just chilling. And usually they, they, they give you like another, they give you another um, cue card. So if you're within like the first 500, then you're like, oh my God, I got the golden ticket. Cause usually like you're going to get um, either like center court or court one, but periodically like throughout the afternoon, they're going to check and see if you're actually going to be in the queue or like, you know, you're just trying to hold a space for someone. Mm. So they do 10 checks and they like make sure you show your cue card and everything. And if you're there, you're good. You can probably like go out to Southfields for like dinner for a little bit. You just tell them like, yeah, like, you know, I'm going to go out to like Southfields and get some dinner. And they're like, okay, like, yeah, come back in like 30, 45 minutes. And then, yeah, that's pretty much it. And if you're not there, like when they check the tents, then they basically just take your tent from like the place it is in the line and they like push Mm. it to the side and you just cannot get your cue spot (gasps) back. So let's say, let's say like you're- Imagine you picked that time to go and pee. Oh, that'd be (laughs) horrific, wouldn't it? Yeah, so that's why you have to be really strategic. It's just like, okay, like you take care of like your pee stuff and everything, like your beauty, whatever, like sometime in the morning, then like maybe like you're just like chilling, you wait until they come around for the tents and then usually they don't mm. check um again at night so then you could just like go to the bathrooms and do like whatever. But yeah, it is like a yeah. porty potty like type setup. So they have this like yeah. trailer type thing and it has like I guess maybe four or five like bathroom stalls per thing. And then it's really mm. dingy. It smells so bad yeah. and you have to have like your um like portable wipes and all of that stuff and yeah, it's it's rough. I mean, it's, they make you work for it, but it's worth it in the end because those center court tickets, you're really getting them for like, let's say like $200, $250, where these seats could probably be like three, two, three thousand US dollars easily. So it's yeah. like a little bit of work yeah. for reward. Yeah. 
Imagine, yeah. imagine being like that person that's paid an absolute fortune for their tickets, right? And they get stuck next to some stinky, messy bastard who's been cute, camping out in the queue all night. You'd be like, <laughs> I'm sitting here in my Wimbledon whites and my ninety-pound <laughs> Panama hat, and you've just rolled out of Wimbledon Park. <laughs> You've not even had a shiver. <laughs> I think that's legendary. I, you know what? I, I would, be, on your shirt I would and be that person. I would love it. You know what? I'd bask in it. I'd bask in it. Um, Scott, Andy, you were that person. I, well, I, I honestly know. was. I was like stumbled off the megabus like, and just turned up sweating out. Not good. <laughs> I can't do it. Like At least I have to make sure that you know, like my face is pristine and that I smell like pretty good because I usually like roll up in something super cute. So like a romper, mm. something strappy. And then like, I have like my, yeah. so yeah, I come in there being like, That's yeah, fine. even though I didn't take a shower, I'm not going to make you like know that. Like I just <laughs> roll up. <laughs> you, Angie, you could sit next to me, then I would absolutely allow that. <laughs> Angie, you know, um, you know, and when you can sit next to me too. <laughs> yeah. We've sat next together uh, for a few matches. Yeah, I love that. <clears throat> so here comes the deal where we talk about Canadian tennis and sitting next together. Uh, I was rooting for Kyle Edmund, and you were rooting for my Dennis. tennis baby. Yeah. Um, um. So this was at Cincy, two thousand seventeen, right? Um, and so, yeah. So how was that experience for you? So I expected it. I expected you to be hype, but it was another experience seeing, mm-hmm. it, seeing it live. You were like, yeah, Kyle, let's go, let's go. I'm like, bro, like, bring it down. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, you're just such, like, a mild temperament. And then I was like, whoa. Uh-huh, the- Yeah. <laughs> the British fan really jumped out so quick. I was like, "Oh snap!" <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So, like, on. <laughs> so, Dennis. So, are you saying that, like, when your boy Dennis played Andy at Wimbledon this year? Um, uh huh. Where did your allegiances lie, Andy? What um. What a, who were you supporting? So it was the case, even though Andy, I appreciated the run that he's had, especially coming back from hip surgery and everything and all the stuff. I was like, opportunity for Dennis. Like he was playing so well. And I was like, okay, especially like taking all the emotion out of it and just looking at the games. I was like, bro, Dennis has all the weapons and really can just kind of put a hurting on Andy but I didn't expect it to be as lopsided as it was I thought like maybe Andy would find that extra inspiration from getting like mm-hmm. you know all the love and the energy from the crowd but yeah after mm-hmm. just all yeah. of his matches yeah. he was gassed and then Dennis just yeah. was able to elevate that extra level so you were you were you were pumped you were pumped for Dennis but also you were supporting Andy as well is that what you're saying like exactly. you were kind of on the all right so for, okay for you, for you it would have been a win-win type of match exactly no matter who uh, won right. you would have been delighted that yeah, that, that, that that's that's more acceptable I was about to have to take like Peter and Claire like into like a separate chat room and like discuss whether or not this episode <laughs> was really gonna work uh, and you know whether or not you know we had to maybe like you know sort something out, but um, but but you know what? As as it is, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll we'll allow, uh, we'll allow it this time, I suppose. Um, I suppose. So were you proud? Were you proud of Dennis? Then were you proud of how Dennis did that tournament? His performance against Novak was uh, was impressive as well. Which me and Claire saw live, by the way. Listeners, did you guys know that we were at Wimbledon? Did we mention? I saw uh, that. We yeah. Were, <laughs> it was so we were yeah we uh, we saw yeah we saw your boy playing Novak so uh, and he did he did do very well I will say he did do it's very a shame well. he didn't yeah. deserve to lose in three straight sets no yeah, it should have at least not. been a three yeah. it should have at least been a four setter but um yeah. but yeah no he did well this tournament he did well he did very well and then this week he hasn't done so well <laughs> yeah I mean that's <laughs> I just want to mention that but I mean that's just no. how it goes with Dennis like when he's yeah, hot. He gets really, really hot, and you're like, damn, like this guy could just be top five forever. But then yeah, he has yeah. those like downslides where you're just like, ooh, is he really in the top mm-hmm. 10? Like, ooh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. is, he, is he not at the Olympics? 
He's not. No, no, oh. no. He uh, he he went and um, did a couple of two fifties, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and in his first one, he lost to somebody. I would say the top two hundred in the world. Yeah, right? Czech player, I believe, round, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that's definitely as a result of like a calm down maybe after Wimbledon. Yeah, I I, I quite find that's not uncommon for young players mm. who've had an incredible run at like a big tournament where like it's like the eyes of the world on them. Mm-hmm. Then they go and play a much smaller scale mm-hmm. tournament, and mm-hmm. they they just drop at the the first round. That that that's mm-hmm. happened quite a lot, and I suppose mm-hmm. it's just it'll be fatigue. I mean, he'll be he'll have been exhausted after Wimbledon, like the the effort yeah. that he put in, and I think mm-hmm. he was so gutted to have lost to Djokovic the way he did in that semi final. Yeah. It's probably just a combination of yeah. like actual physical fatigue, but mental fatigue as well. Because he mm-hmm. puts heart and soul into Wimbledon, I think. Yeah. yeah, that that match was rough. Yeah, I think he'll definitely be feeling the effects of that for a while, won't he? I imagine. Um, just like mentally coming back from that, do you not think? Like <laughs> to try and come back from from a loss like that would. Yeah, yeah I must, it's gonna be difficult for him. I, I must say, I um, I was always a little bit like, oh, I don't know if I like Chapel very much. Um, I, my my very the first time I ever saw him play was when he played. Kyle Edmund in the Davis Cup and he defaulted. Oh, okay. He, he... So, funny story. I was yeah. actually at the Davis Cup. Me too. I was oh, where there. I was. Oh my gosh. So, so you wa- saw this happen in person. So, I wasn't there for the default match. I was actually on the plane, but I was there for um, a couple matches of that tie. And, oh, okay. Woo! I mean, the atmosphere was absolutely amazing and. Um, Dennis started off a little bit slow in that Davis Cup, but then he got fired up as the day started going on. And I just remember being mm-hmm. on the plane from Ottawa to Miami, and I saw that default. I was like, "No, like, didn't that yeah. did not just happen?" See, see the the face that you're making right now is the literal face that he made when he did it as when well he when it, he yeah. realized what mm-hmm. he'd done. Yeah, but he, he, yeah. I mean, it's it's really harsh of me to still be like, I can't believe he did that because he was like mm. seventeen at the time, wasn't yeah, he? He was, was so yeah. young. Um, yeah. But but I, I always kind of like that was always that was like my first impression and also lasting memory of him. It was mm-hmm. like this right. erratic kid who lost the plot and ended up like breaking the umpire's eye socket. Um, mm. and I've always been a wee bit like, and it's unfair of me to be like that because he was a child essentially. Exactly. And I've always been a bit like, oh, you know, just I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. But yeah. I will admit, see, after um, after his match against Djokovic, see, watching him uh-huh. go off court crying, mm. I was like, oh god, he is just he's he is still just a kid, and it actually it made me realise just how much it all means to him and. I was like, you know what? I'm going to forgive you for default. I'm going to forgive you for that default and for hitting the umpire. And I'm going to forget all the stuff that I, <laughs> that I ever held against you. What's to hold against yeah. you? Nothing. He fought his heart out. You beat Andy. Like, that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, like it really, seeing him cry, like, I, seeing someone cry actually really endears them right. to me because I'm like, I can now see how much it means to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. yeah, now I'm like, you know, Dennis, if you're listening, those tears really worked. They they got through to, to my stone cold heart. Yeah, <laughs> People the, embracing they, my the, Dennis baby. I love it. Love it. Yeah, the, 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 the tears got through for Claire. But I was too busy being like, come on, little fag, yeah. He was. And, and, <laughs> and getting, like, he was getting shushed by people in front of us. Mm-hmm. People on Center Course around me were not, uh, were not impressed. He, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Andrew, Andrew's like, I'm leaving. I'm leaving this girl. I'm not saying anymore. I but just um, there was a. I mean, there was a lot of love. There was a lot of love for Dennis on Centre Court that day. Was. There was very, so much very little there. for Novak. So Scott there was, was. Scott was shouting yeah. every time someone shouted for Dennis. <laughs> Scott would shout louder for Novak to the to the extent that. where there was these two guys in sitting in front of us. I think they were French. Oh the two God. guys in front of us. I think they, they were, were yeah. turning round to Scott and they were tutting at him and like. And Scott was like, "Yes, come on, Novak, were... yeah, that, yeah, I said Novak, I said Novak." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like if Angie had been sitting near me, she would uh, she would not be impressed. Um, <laughs> anyway, before before Angie does this, I would just be like, "I don't Angie know just her." Left the call. I don't know her. <laughs> 
<laughs> Before Angie just does decide to just hang up on us right here, uh, Angie, can we clarify? Like, so, like, um, obviously, b- b- quite a big Dennis fan. Who, who are your, who are your faves? Who are your faves? Give us your faves. Who are your faves? Oh my god, like, too many. So it would be Roger, um, mm-hmm. Dennis, Felix. Um, mm-hmm. I like Ash. We're just gonna make for an interesting conversation in a minute, Felix. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay. We'll get on to that in a minute. Continue, continue. Um, <laughs> I do like Ash Barty. I like Garby yeah. M- Mukarutsa, Victoria Azarenka, mm-hmm. Coco mm-hmm. Goff. Um, she's going to be yeah. a real star Amazing. Um, in the future. Amazing, yeah. and, I mean, the list could go on and on. Yeah. I think it's just kind of a case like Roger is my main player, but then I've just embraced okay. so many other players as well, like, you know, for uh-huh. different kind of personalities or their game mm-hmm. styles. I think probably the most controversial player you could probably list would be Nick Kyrgios because everyone says he's like a part-time player, but when he's playing, yeah. he's just absolutely amazing and can just yeah. really like get a whole yeah. crowd into it and just get you really excited. It doesn't feel like a tennis match. It just feels like, I don't know, mm-hmm. like another experience that's just really cool to be part of. And I think that something else, that yeah. really comes to head, like especially with Labor Cup because I had the pleasure of being in Geneva when it was held and the atmosphere yeah. when he played Roger was amazing. Yeah. Out of this world. Imagine, yeah. Just through yeah. the roof. Yeah. yeah that's right. I was at Labor Cup in Chicago and it was just amazing to see everyone mm-hmm. root for him and just he's a great player. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I I've seen his antics on the court. Um one of his uh uh best matches uh for entertainment value was him against uh Borna Chorich and Cincy. Um and so that was a really good popcorn match mm-hmm. um where everyone on Twitter was talking about it and I was having a front row seat and it was just a, a good match to see Nick do his Yeah, thing. exactly. Mm-hmm. See Nick be That's Nick. Right. And I mean yeah. all things aside, he's a good tennis player. He's yeah. very, very he good. Is. Yeah. Um, but um, but Andrew, enough about all the other players that you like. Um, how do you feel about Andy? Can we talk about one that we like? <laughs> how How do you feel about Andy? Like, what are your thoughts? Like, you know, on a scale of like, I hate him. To I love him. Uh, I I literally would take a bullet for the man. Where Where do your loyalties lie? Like, what? Okay, so it's a two faceted thing. So the times I have seen him live. I don't think I've really seen his best tennis, so it, it hasn't really riveted me. I'm just kind of like, hmm, mm-hmm. Andy, like mm-hmm. we need we need some energy in here. We need an ejection of just like pow power. But mm-hmm. from a personal standpoint, I think he's absolutely mm-hmm. amazing because I'm one that really loves dry humor and he has such dry humor. <laughs> and I just love that he's not afraid to take a stand for things that he believes in and mm-hmm. um, just like for the people around him. So I really appreciate him as an overall person, but the game sometimes can be a little bit like snooze fest or it can be really amazing. That's fair. When did you see him? When did you see him? What were your, uh, what were your experiences? I think I saw him in Cincinnati, like maybe like when he was like on the comeback at some point in time, I don't remember. I think it was like maybe 2018 mm-hmm. or something. And he was playing yeah. someone that was kind of a counter puncher so it wasn't okay. really a riveting match because the other player just... did we watch in 2017 i was on the other side possibly um so he played luca pui in 2017 and then gasquet in 2018 um so he gave some frenchmen some wins yeah. i don't remember who the player was but <laughs> it just wasn't a riveting match uh-huh. and i was just kind of like yeah. Oh, uh-huh. like I really like want to get into this. Like Andy, like bring me into this. But then it was just kind of like okay, like a straight set. Yeah. It was just like all right. Like then he's moving on, and then at least I got to see yeah. um, Andy Murray live because it's the case I've seen Roger, Rafa, um, Nole, unfortunately, and then I've seen Andy. <laughs> yes. Oh, so when I so, so when I cheered for Novak just about five minutes ago, you uh, all right? Okay, your your reaction to that makes sense now. Uh, I'm, I'm just like mini cringing over here, mini cringing. <laughs> are, you, are, you not, are you not a fan? <laughs> no, for I'm, get, uh, I'm getting a, I'm getting I'm getting a vibe here, Angie, that says you're so, not a fan. So outside, 
I mean, the tennis is one thing, but there's a lot of reasons outside of tennis that I don't like him. So I'm just like, yeah. that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. No, not for you. Not for you. That's fair. We won't. We won't. Uh, we won't uh, push you on that. Just in case. I mean, to be some fair, we, fans we, are listening. We, we, yeah. have, we have said on here, he gives us a lot yeah. of material. You know, to to, because, to bully him, yeah, to make yeah, fun of him, yeah, because absolutely. he he has yeah. made some very very questionable decisions Ooh. outside of tennis. One hundred, one hundred, one hundred. He has one hundred, <laughs> but like you know, I still love him. Um, <laughs> yeah, we could do a whole podcast on oh, that. Oh my god, we could. We would. We would. Going back to to you and Brace for us if we did that. So. <laughs> yes. would be. They'd be. But anyway, they'd be like this. Mur- I, I this Murray music I'd podcast. It's like but... Mole fam, like let's get after him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that's why Murray Musings works so well. We all like we all support different players. Yeah, we all kind of make fun of each other for Yeah. Um, shall we talk about the Olympics? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So real quick, um, talking about um, Davis Cup oh, yeah. and embracing Canadian tennis players. Mm. How did you come about? embracing them oh, yeah, was it just like yeah, their personalities really yeah that's a very good point yeah. or or what because that can segue really nicely yeah. as scott loves to say mm-hmm. um into the olympics and it will yeah that's a good trip. so it's actually really really funny so it was the case that i embraced so think of it as like a family structure so as like a father and sons so it was the case that i embraced Vashek pospisil first out of all the canadians because i was just uh-huh. like yeah okay like he's a good looking guy but then i was like he just has a really powerful game too and i just liked how dynamic he was so he was the first person i embraced and then for davis cup he like kind of took dennis under his wing so then i was just like oh, okay like you know like let me get into dennis and then from dennis you know felix is his best friend so then i started to embrace felix and i saw that he was such a great player so just like kind of the combination of all three of them like i just really love that they had aggressive dynamic electric games and then they just had really great personalities as well um jokesters and just really like passionate about you know their tennis and then about representing their country as well so that's fair that's fair so are you throwing your weight behind those players specifically in the olympics in is that uh is that is that what is that where your loyalties lie in this Olympics? Um, pretty much. I would say like since it's Felix, like I would love to be able to see Felix just elevate because he's been making the incremental steps, but then it's the case that he just hasn't been able to get over the hump. Um, especially if you think mm. that he's made eight finals and he hasn't won a title yeah. yet. It's like, okay, you see the game yeah. is there, but just mentally he's like a little bit fragile. So I think I think Felix will be ready to absolutely smash the Olympics in twenty twenty four. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not now. I, um, I think it's the case. Yeah, like, like I, I, Andrew, I really, I really don't feel like a first round loss would hurt Felix in this event. Like, I just really don't yeah. think it would like be too big of a deal. Like, <laughs> you know, like I really like Felix, but I just I, there's something about this event that I just don't feel like it's for Felix. Think you know for, I mean? for for anyone who's listening, it's worth um, pointing out that we are recording this. The Tokyo Olympics has officially <laughs> got underway. <laughs> the open mention. ceremony probably finished about five yeah. and a half hours yeah. ago um, and the tennis will get underway in about what tw- less than 12 hours time yeah um, if my yeah. sort of timings are, are correct um mm-hmm. so andy murray will absolutely have played at least one if not two <laughs> matches by the time Scott goes round to editing mm, this. He will have. Yeah, he will have. By um by the time by the time this episode goes out, there is a chance that Andy Murray has won his first two <laughs> Um yep. there a good chance. Yeah, there's also a chance. Don't say it. That um, don't, no, 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 don't, don't, they, don't, Scott, uh, please, I'm, be- like, I'm begging you not to there's say also, it. There's also a chance yeah, that Andy will you. have won more than three matches by the time this episode goes out. Yes. Um, yes. So, yeah, there's chances for that. There's chances for that, really. Um, and that's all that we'll even discuss as a possibility. Um, but what that would mean, of course, yeah, that w- let's, let's discuss it. Like, you know what, we've been, there's an elephant, there's been an elephant in the room ever since Angie said that she really liked Felix, right? <laughs> 
there's been an elephant in the room and we're all feeling it we're all like you know we're all looking at this elephant it's kind of in the middle of the room and we're kind of like edging around it a wee bit uh so the draw comes out and how are you feeling about the draw angie how are you feeling about it? are you feeling confident about that draw or or, or no like what's your what's your thoughts on that draw uh, the singles draw for um for felix what uh, what are your thoughts i mean i really don't know many of the matches besides that first one because everyone's been <laughs> talking about it and i wasn't yeah. <laughs> generally interested in olympic tennis with everything that's going on especially with tokyo i'm like okay how are these athletes going to mm-hmm. be safe how are the citizens going to sure. be safe um exactly. but after being in a clubhouse room yesterday i kind of have like some renewed interest in the olympics so mm-hmm. i'm just going to be kind of following along and just seeing like okay what kind of mm-hmm. matchups are going to crop up now in terms of andy and felix felix i think it is the case it's almost 50 50 because felix has been do you think i think felix has been playing well but andy's gonna mm-hmm. like his chances because it's not best of five it's best of three yeah so mm-hmm. and especially the case even though Felix can play well at a high level, he can also have a lot of like come downs and be mentally mm-hmm. fragile. And Andy is mm-hmm. one that's so strong mentally. So if he just like sends that little bit of blood, yeah. then he can pounce on that and probably win that much. So I would say it's about 50 50. I would say 60 40, but I, I think, you know, you're on to something. When he smells the blood in the water, like he's definitely like. Oh, I mean, I've lost a few finals before, but you've lost eight in a row, right? <laughs> so, I, I mean, I, to be honest, I love Felix, and <laughs> I like Felix more than Dennis, and I think he has more of an upside in in, in his game for some reason. I, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think that he's not going to win against Andy, and... and I feel bad for the little kid. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Claire, are you Claire? Are you feeling equally as confident, or? Yeah, I'm nervous. (laughs) I am a little bit nervous, but I just I I also have such strong belief in Andy that I think it will be okay. And my nerves are probably just coming from a like a deep sense of how much I want him to retain this gold medal. You know, yeah. I think it all comes down to like uh-huh. I'm so desperate Me for too. him to to just mm-hmm. to do this and and have mm-hmm. that un unbeatable third Olympic gold. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm a little bit nervous, but at the same time, I um, I I think yeah, I think he's probably I think he's I think Handy's probably going to win. Oh, God. Sorry. Um, okay, do you know what? For the sake like, of our listeners, this is what happens when you podcast at home. <laughs> um, my children have just walked into the room. That's to fine. Show that's fine. Off to everyone. Claire, Claire, do your children think that Andy's going to win? Like... Hey, hey, Sophia, do you think that Andy Murray is going to win his match in the tennis? She's nodding. Yep. She's Fred, nodding, yeah. Freddie, do you think Andy Murray's going to win? Oh yeah. Freddie's nodding too. That's good. You know what? We agree. We agree as well. <laughs> we love we love that. We love they they need to be coming on this episode. Like get them headsets. We can get them on. Um but anyway <laughs> They're really cute, Claire. Oh really god, cute. they um, the joy of recording a podcast at home no, with the children running about. They should be that's in bed. They should be in bed. <laughs> oh my god. They're just they're really hyped for Andy playing later in the doubles. Um, but anyway, like I, I'm well aware that like yeah, that my my two co-hosts here are are very confident. Now my two co-hosts are well aware that like, um, we're optimistic. That they're optimistic. Like I am not <laughs> so optimistic, and I'm aware that like I just I have images, guys. And I I don't like them. They're like nightmarish images of like us having our like egg on our faces when we put this episode out. If Andy, if if Andy doesn't win his first match against Felix, and I, I, I don't, I don't want to like even like, uh, like even the idea, even saying that is is difficult for me. But I saw the draw come out, and I remembered Felix beating Roger and Halley just a few weeks ago, and I remember Felix reaching the quarterfinals of Wimbledon, and I remember Felix beating Andy at the U.S. Open uh, last year, and I'm a bit scared. I'm a bit scared. You know what? I'm gonna. But I think it. Andy wants revenge. Andy does. Andy does thing. want revenge. And like, I think there's a few things going in Andy's favor. It's just Andy. Like, 
Andy will not, and like Andy, Andy never does, but Andy will not want to lose in the first round. Mm-hmm. He will not have wanted to fly all the way over there and lose in the first round. And of course, Felix doesn't either, of course. But Andy will not. Like, at this stage in his career, he will not. You know what? Felix has plenty of years in which to enter the Olympics, Angie. And you know it as well, Angie. You know it as well. As a big Felix fan, you know that Felix has other opportunities. This is Andy's final chance. And if Felix was a decent person, if Felix had a bone of decency in him, he would allow Andy this one win. Do you not agree, Angie? You agree, don't you? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll yeah. let him take yeah. the win. You let him take the win? Yay! <laughs> it's been confirmed. You know what? You know what? We'll see. When Do we even know when their match is? I think it's like Sunday now, right? Is it on? Is it going to be on Sunday? It's it's not tonight. I, so, I know some of the tennis stars tonight. But it's it's not. Doubles on then. court five. Their doubles match yeah. is going to be on at about Ari Kinn. Oh, like 5am our time. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. You think 5am? I'm pretty sure it says 3, didn't it? 3 No, well, 3 it play starts at 11am local time, but Andy is the second match on. So 11am okay. local time is 3am here. So just mm-hmm. say, say it starts at, say they get started and it's, it's over fairly quickly. It might be half past four or five in the morning for us. Yeah, oh, fair enough. Yeah, okay. Okay, okay. That's, yeah, um, that sounds about right. Um, are we? Yeah. What? What about you guys? Will that? What? What time will that be for you guys? Like if that. It's all like the coverage is starting at ten p.m. Eastern time. Okay. So we'll see mm-hmm. kind of like how the matches are gonna go. I'm just gonna go on Google and kind of just see like what's on, and then that yeah. will be it. Are you guys? Yeah. Are you guys intend to watch quite a bit of it or or try to? Obviously, it's gonna be kind of overnight for both. For, you know, for both me and Claire and for you guys, really, it's gonna be you know a lot of it. It's gonna be kind of a uh, terrible times for us uh are you gonna try and yeah watch i'm gonna sacrifice my sleep and my well-being um <laughs> to watch <laughs> so many of no. these matches because i mean watching joe salisbury you know win the australian open and go to the wimbledon mixed final i mean he's a great player mm-hmm. and he's going to be a great teammate for andy yeah um and I mean Jamie Murray and Neil, they're gonna do a good job. Yeah, I think they've got a good chance at meddling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's so many different stories with, of course, Naomi Osaka. Yeah, um, being the mm-hmm. last person to mm-hmm. light the cauldron, mm-hmm. being the torchbearer mm-hmm. um, at the opening ceremony. It's just great stories all around with Garbina uh, Magarutha and. Carla uh, Suarez Navarro mm-hmm. playing uh, uh, together. It's just, it's the Olympics. Yeah. So yeah. 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 And I always yeah, think as well, right. like when it's like, when they're playing for their country, there's that there's that sense of patriotism there as well. And like the, Andy's always said that it's it, it feels different. It's mm-hmm. not ju- he's not just playing for himself this time. He's playing for his country as well and. Yeah. If he wins, it counts towards his country's success. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I always feel there's a, it's like the Davis Cup. There's a sort of different, there's a different atmosphere and I think they go into it with a different outlook. So yeah. I think that's why I feel, I think that's why I feel quietly confident about how Andy will do. Okay. okay. But also sick to yeah. the pit my stomach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As reported in the Telegraph, after he lost to Dennis, um, he said, uh, when I got home the day after my match, my daughter said to me, Daddy, you're home because you lost another tennis match. I said to her, yes, I did, but what do you do when you lose at something? And she said, you try and try again. And I was like, yes, that's what I want to do. I want to keep playing because I enjoy it. I still think I can play at a high level. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, the way he was so happy, like, taking all the pictures with other Olympians and Novak with their practice session, it's just, I, I think he's going to beat Felix just it's so, so well. Um, and I'm so optimistic about that. Um, I, I was going to say another word, but uh, I, I can't, I, I don't want to curse on here. Um, so, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I mean, it's going to be a good tournament, mm-hmm. I hope, yeah. like, for everyone involved. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's the Olympics, so yeah. Has, it's a beacon ha- of hope, as Andy has said. Have, have you guys, like, 
analyzed the draw that much. I know, Andrew, you've already said that you haven't really had a look at it. And you know what, Andrew, neither have I, so we're both in the same boat. Uh, Peter, Claire, have you have you guys, like, analyzed it or, like, seen what's next? Or are you guys I not actually, looking by? No, I haven't. I haven't no. really. I'm kind of trying to take it one match at a time right now because yeah. I get into a habit yeah. of, of analyzing draws and seeing mm-hmm. who he could potentially meet in the semifinals and, and yeah. then it just goes to hell. So I'm... Yeah. Take a, I'm taking a different approach this time. I'm going one match at a time. That's fair. That's fair. Peter, is that yeah. the same for you? It was pretty much a blur after. I was like, okay, so who's, you know, going <clears> to <throat> be at the top of Novak's quarter and then Medvedev down at the bottom? And I'm like, okay, I mean, there's a few people that could medal and just be in the bronze, whatever. Um, and so just like I did at Wimbledon with just penciling in people to the fourth round, and I stopped there. I was so superstitious, and I'm like, Andy can make it to the third round and fourth round. Who knows? Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. Angie had, you know, her magic, and she prayed on uh, Dennis winning and wishing and hoping, and that's what we get. Um, (laughs) But... (laughs) (laughs) You know I love you, Angie. (laughs) But I'm not going to be as optimistic or reaching for gold for Andy, but I definitely love... Uh, another win. Yeah. I, so yeah. I, I do love I do love how Claire's like not long it. Yeah, that's that's wise idea from you, Peter. Not mm-hmm. to not to not to sign up yeah. Andy for a gold medal. Uh, Claire, if you look at your pinned tweet yeah. uh, <laughs> that you've had up there since the start of the year, yep. which is my prediction, my big prediction is that Andy Murray wins the third Olympic gold medal in the Olympics, and you've left that up despite the draw, Claire. So I've, uh, pinned, you that, know. I've kept that pinned because. I yeah. am really optimistic that I'm going to be able to quote tweet myself <laughs> in just over okay. a week's time and be like, yeah. told y'all. Told oh, really? y'all. oh, wow. Yes. I mean, okay. Like, you know what? If you, if it, like, if that happens. L- like... Look, uh, Angie, you're going to realise that I have just got this unwavering level of belief in Andy no mm. matter what. Like, he could lose every single tournament in the first round like mm-hmm. for forever and I will still come in it go no he's going to he's, he's going to win it he's going to win it yeah. I can see it. I can yeah. feel it I can totally resonate with that because it's like when everyone says like Roger like what the hell are you doing out here you're 39 years old like you shouldn't be out here anymore you've already achieved everything that you needed to so why be out here and he's out there because he loves this game and he loves being <laughs> able to challenge himself and you know go those extra miles to see like okay like yeah I may be getting up there in age but Hey, I can still mix it with these guys because they're really inconsistent and they're not mentally strong. So it's the case yeah. that we shouldn't be retiring these kind of players. They should yep. have the onus themselves. And if they feel that physically and mentally that they can do something, especially since they've built up belief over like 15, 20 years, who am mm-hmm. I to say that this person should not be out there competing? It's up yep. to them. And yep. the decision is wholly with them to be able to do yeah. what they want. Woo! I agree, I 100%. I and can, 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 we, can we just um, talk about briefly um, the little bit of sass? Because obviously a lot of people are saying this could be a big year for Djokovic. You know, like yeah. he, he's he's aiming to go for the, the golden slam, essentially, because he wants to could win be. all four. And there's, there's the potential for an Olympic and, goal. And, Angie I, looks like she wants to go and vomit. I still don't, the I don't think it's it. going to happen. Um, but um, uh, when he, I'm holding my feelings inside when, for when everyone. When Djokovic posted his picture of him on the plane, <laughs> yes. uh-huh. Team Serbia gear all ready mm-hmm. to go, and um, the hero that is and everyone's favourite poor oh, guy, yes. course, Juan Martín yes. del Potro, yeah, what legend, commented... Comment is underneath it. Oh, no. I'll be watching. This could finally be your chance. And I was just like, oh, there's just a little bit of sass in that one because Delpo's not there to beat him. Yeah, he's not. No, so, no he's not yeah. there to like, yeah, take him out. But you know, but yeah. Andy is. <laughs> he needs to get past um, the defending champion first, my friend. Right. 
So, oh, so wait, now you know, I've gone, I've gone from being like three minutes ago, being like Peter, don't say anything. You're quite right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, literally. And I've been like, hey, do you know what? <laughs> to hell with it. Andy's going to be Djokovic. Which, which I knew you were going to do, but I knew you were going to do it. I knew you were going to do it. Um, so <laughs> you know what? Like, since, <laughs> no. Since this, uh, since this episode is likely coming out, you know, the start of the week or something like that, after at least a few matches have been played. Um, rather than like, yeah, none of us have really analysed the drop because none of us are that professional. Um, three players that you think you have potential, that have potential in this event. Shall we do that? And like, you know what? People are probably listening to this yep. and they'll look at the draw and they'll be like, uh, two of those players are going to play each other in like the third round, so that's not possible. We're aware of that, guys. We're not looking at the draw. We're just going to say three players who we think could do well. Yep. Shall we do that? Yeah, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Peter, you want to go first? Yeah, so I believe Novak and Rublev should be playing each other. So I'd prefer Rublev um, <laughs> to be on uh, the podium okay. um, with Andy. Um, mm-hmm. It could be, I believe, um, semifinals at least. Okay. So I'd at least love Rublev to be bronze, mm-hmm. maybe. Rashmi would um, love that. Rashmi would love him. Uh, <laughs> Rashmi would be all over that. Rublev. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, I think him and who else? Oh, dear. From the other side. I, I don't know. Uh, Someone no. good because uh, Rublev isn't one of my favorite people. Like, oh, my God. I, I completely understand. Yeah, I I'm just thinking who can beat Novak. <laughs> Rashmi's, been listening to the, Rashmi's been listening to this episode, loving it. And then as soon as Angie said that, Rashmi's been turning off this episode. <laughs> You think of all the people Rublev can be? <laughs> the I mean, the thing the is, team. who else? Like, Novak is like Novak oh, right now. No. He's like 2011, like, level Novak. He could chomp off so. Rublev in his sleep. <laughs> Probably. So true. So but true. I mean, he has who? Hugo uh, Dillian, um... Uh, for the first round, right? Well, yeah, what's and that all about? Hugo, that's so unfortunate. Like, you're trying to play for this yeah. country, and then you... But also, yeah. like, Hugo. Yeah. Hugo, what a time to make a name for yourself. Yeah, absolutely eh? Like, absolutely yes. not. Like, that's Be not quiet, happening. Scott. That's not no one asked you. Listen, no one asked listen, you. Listen, I know for a fact that I might be one of the only ones. Claire might be near me on the scale. I might be one of the only ones who's like, you know what? If Novak achieves the Golden Slam, like, how good. And you know what? You guys are going to, Angie and Peter are going to be like, like, this would be discovered. I think it would be quite good for the game if that happened. Like, I think it would be. For who? I'm sorry, what? I think it would be quite good for the game. I think it would be, what a story that would be. One guy, like, absolutely winning everything in one calendar year. Like, what a story that I mean, is. the narrative, like, sure, good, but. It would, mm, it would, it would be. Not it would, good for. Know, like, Tennis. Like, no, Peter's saying this. Peter's um, saying this under the, knowledge, under the knowledge that Andy, as if Andy did that. An Olympian and coming from, you know, Greece, it would be good for the game and the Olympic game and, and for sports in general uh-huh. that someone like Stefanos, you know, being um, a finalist this mm. year, beating Novak, that would be great for the game. That would be a great story. Oh, Andrew's uh, so, making a I mean, face that says, no. uh, I'll root for Stefanos, too. And Diego's in the draw. And uh-huh. I don't know if y'all saw his opening ceremony, you know. Hold on, hold pictures on. Pictures where on. Let, smiling. Let's pause, let's great, pause for so. just a minute here. Let's pause for just a minute here. Andrew, can I just clarify? You're like, Diego, yeah, Diego. Like, you think Diego has a shot at beating Novak. Like, Diego's never We're beating Novak. We're not saying who has a <laughs> shot. We're just saying who we'd rather... <laughs> I love how this. I love how this has now turned out to be like who's beating Nova. <laughs> I mean, it, it really is. is. It literally is. Yeah, it literally is, has to be. Is, like... is um is Nishikori playing singles? Nishikori is playing singles, okay, so but I he mean... Nishikori drew. Who's he drawn? He's drawn someone like intense in the first round. Who is it? Who's he drawn? Like somebody check. It's somebody not good. Like Nish- Nishikori like, could probably really like Nishikori. So. I'd be quite Who's... happy to see him on the podium. Peter, you checking? Who's Nishikori got? It's 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 somebody not it's it's somebody good. So like I think Nishikori might struggle, if I'm right in thinking. 
Oh, Check. I'm blind. I can't. I'm not see. editing any of this out. Um, but uh, Yoshi Nishioka, who I really like, oh, yeah. um, he's drawn uh, Karen Hachanov. Yeah. Um, and so that's going to be a tough one. It for, will. It will. Um, the. It will. Who's Nishikori? Home favorite. Who's he drawing? Uh, oh, yeah. He's got Rublev. Oh, there oh, you go. Yeah. That's what I mean. Right. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, okay. So, like, Nishikori's probably going out, let's be honest. Like, he probably okay, will. Okay. Like, Rublev will probably be him. I actually give K a chance in that match because, okay. Because of, you don't no, rate. <laughs> no. Because I'm thinking kind of like the Claire's point. It's like you're playing for your country, right? Yeah. So, yeah, Tokyo so is the host. Tokyo is the host okay. country, and yep. he plays okay. very, very yep. well in mm-hmm. Japan historically. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to kind of put him against anybody, Rublev uh. is a pretty good guy because, again, he can kind of be a head case, and Kay can deal with his power, and he moves mm-hmm. incredibly well. So I'm kind of given, again, 50-50. You think? All right, Kay 50-50 come out in that Fifty fifty is fair. Um, so I'm getting getting kind of ideas of who kind of Peter's who Peter's gunning for. Angie, you're kind of similar with like Sitsipas. Claire, like, what are your thoughts? Like, who 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 are you going for? Who are you feeling? Okay, so so I think like Dream Three, and I don't even know right. if it's possible, would be um, Andy, obviously, Nishikori, and wow. Gil Monfils. Really Monfils, wow, to see wow, the three of them medal. Okay. Highly unlikely it's going to happen, so it's probably going to be Andy, mm-hmm. Djokovic, and Medvedev. It's probably going to be, probably yeah. going to be, wow. It could be uh, Medvedev. <laughs> yeah. Angie is like, wow, your tastes are just Well, I mean, horrific. I'm not saying that, I mean, that's not like my top three. Obviously, it's, Andy's my number one in all of them. Of course, naturally. But that's, that's like what I think maybe would be the reality. Okay. Again, also right. that might not yeah. that might even might not be possible. Like mm-hmm, that those mm-hmm. those three, um, that's like the I think my reality my, my my sort of like ideal three would be if it was Andy, Gale and Kai. Aye, Andy Gale and, and Gale Kai. and Kai they can decide between themselves who gets silver and bronze. I really don't care as long as Andy gets gold. I would co-sign on that, and it's just the case, like kind of how I dislike Novak, like here. Like, Daniel yeah. is kind of, like, a here and just, like, because, I don't know, <laughs> the game is just so, like, bizarre and cringe. Bizarre. Yeah. Come on, Daniel. Like, we got to keep moving on here. Like, we yeah. can't be doing these answers. Yeah. So, Angie, who are your dream podium finishers? Like, who are you, who are you taking? I mean, I probably would say K for the home country. Felix for showing that he's making good yeah. progression. And then Andy as like kind of like the cherry on top. So those would be your three to like you know some like the those dream, are your three picks for yeah. dream if it was possible, which it's not. So like Felix will be going out in the first round. So um, yeah. So you know when that happens, well, well. Um, and the women's uh, the women's women's medalers. Uh, who who do we think? Who do we think are are going to get the women the women titles? I want Naomi to win gold. Oh yeah. Just like Angie, how it's like how bad on home soil. Be? Just yeah. the narrative, yeah. mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. telling the world like this is who I am on hard courts. I am the boss. Yeah, blank. It leap. would be amazing. Like, it it's it, it'd be a good story. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Um, yeah. I love Garbinier. Um, and it looks like she's been having a lot of fun on her Instagram, just showing people what the Olympic Village is like. Mm-hmm. So. I don't mind um, that narrative with uh, Conchita coaching her. Um, mm-hmm. And so a Spanish team just winning that. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully her at least getting a medal in uh, the doubles. Uh-huh. Um, and oh, who else? Who else could be? Ego. Uh, I mean, Ash. I, I don't Ego mind. Now. All right, yeah, okay. I'd yeah. go that. That, would be, that would be a top yeah. three. I uh, wouldn't mind seeing Iga do well. I would. I would like to see Iga yep. do well. Iga, Naomi, of course, yes, absolutely. Um, you guys are probably gonna laugh. Ostapenko, what do you reckon? <laughs> like, I, I, she, she's there and she looks like she's having a barrel of laughs, and I, I kind of rate it. <laughs> like, oh. 
even though she's messy as all hell, I actually do yes. like watching yep. her. So yeah. I wouldn't yeah. mind to see her going far and like potentially meddling. Like maybe like yeah, a bronze we made a bronze for for Austin Bango. Austin Bango on a bronze. I'd only give her a bronze. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, Peter's like only oh, bronze. Uh, no See, mind, no. the thing uh, is, I am a petty Betty. I admit it. And the thing <laughs> is, ever since she like tore up the French Open draw <laughs> and beat Sam Stozer, who I thought like she had her chance to you know be a French Open like major titleist mm-hmm. and like when she did that and she came out of nowhere i'm like i do not like this girl <laughs> she's like is she her I, I was about to say her face but like her the her mannerisms is what i meant to say like <laughs> the way she's just like so as you said messy as you said messy <laughs> the thing is i'm not editing that i, I just <laughs> Like, she just screams like the mean girl that's just like, oh, I'm going to, like, wreck your life and wreck this matchup. And I don't care how I'm going to win it. I'm going to win it. Oh, no. So, yeah. All the, so that's the how I feel about fans her. fans are going to send us hate mail. So oh, she's no. going to get a bronze then, okay? Yeah. There's a small segment of the Ostapenko fans that I'm like friendly with and that i see like on twitter them just like huh okay and and, and i'll be okay with that y'all can come for me oh, go ahead peter, peter bring it the thing where he's like huh bring okay. it okay and that's when you know that peter is not okay like when peter's like huh all right you know it's not all right uh so also Benko <laughs> is going no further than third place on peter's podium um but <laughs> anyway as much as I would like to see Novak do well here, like, it would be kind of cool if the gold, like, was somebody totally random out of nowhere. Um, like Andy, yeah. like Andy Murray. Uh, like, imagine, imagine if Andy Imagine if Imagine if that happened. It was so good because the last part of that you talked about, Andy, but the first part you talked about Novak. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Andrew, like, what Imagine that? how Andrew, I felt Andrew. when we were talking about Wimbledon recap. Andrew, Andrew, what was that? So, of course, it's like an idea that like you're actually quite a big Novak fan. Am I getting the right? Like, impression? like Loki, yeah. Loki, Loki, Loki Novak fan. Uh, your, fa- your face is, yeah, absolutely. Your face is on about to hang up the call, which is fair because we are probably running over a wee bit here. Um, so the Olympics generally, guys, how are we all feeling about it? How are we all feeling about it? Are we feeling, are we feeling good about the Olympics? Are we feeling nice about it? Are we? I know there's a bit of yeah, Angie. I think you touched on it briefly about it in terms of like whether or not it should actually be happening at all, and I think that's totally a valid kind of worry to kind of have. But um, generally speaking, are we feeling are we feeling quite quite good about it? Are we intend to watch quite a lot of it? Or yeah, I'm going to watch as much as my body will allow me to. Yeah, 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 same. I might approach it like almost from a casual fan mm-hmm. standpoint um, because mm-hmm. the times are just going to be so late and I'm just not going to be interested uh-huh. in watching uh-huh. matches like all night, mm-hmm. all morning. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. I'm just going to mm-hmm. be very selective and just see like, okay, like what are kind of the best matches mm-hmm. that are going on for mm-hmm. the men's and women's and then probably especially yeah. for, like, for yeah. doubles. Yeah. Um, I think it's just gonna be really interesting. Mm-hmm. So that's fair. That's fair. Like I, 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 my thing with the Olympics is quite interesting because I follow tennis like year round, but then the Olympics come on and I like watching like kind of other sports. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, like crazy sports that like I've never like I never watch year round, and I like sit down and watch them, and I sit down and watch these sports that I have no idea what's going on, and within like five minutes I'm like. Ugh done a wrong move there like they've done wrong there like their tactic should be a little bit better than that they shouldn't have done that that's an interesting decision that they've done there uh, so I will be doing a lot of that and then I'll turn on the tennis and I'll be like right now I actually know kind of what's going on um, so yeah no I'm kind of looking, I'm looking forward to it I'm looking forward to it and it's you know as long as you know hopefully everything goes okay with it um, I think yeah I think it'd be quite it'll be quite a nice kind of like event to have Um Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Assuming everything goes well, right? Mm-hmm. So, um. But we love uh, to hear um, <laughs> our guests' walk-on song yes. picks. Yeah. What would pump you up before a match? Mm-hmm. So I asked you um, to get ready for uh, your answer, Angie. Uh, what would that song be? Yeah, it, was, it took me a few minutes. I was like, ooh, like there's so many songs. But I probably would say... 
I Can't Stop by Flux Pavilion. Okay. Okay. I haven't heard that one in a while. Yeah, I, 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 you know what? Like, can we play it? Like, will this come across? No, it won't. Will I? I was gonna try and play it, and play it over there, over there. You know what, Angie? Sing it to us. Like, how does it go? Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. How does it go? Does it have like some beats or what? Like, what's going on with that song? Like, what's happening? Like a big beat drop. Like, I can't stop. So hold on, hold on, let, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're gonna we're, we're gonna ask you to do it again. We're gonna ask you to do it again. But like this, so that so this is the image. This is let's paint the image. So Angie's just coming down the stairs, and she gets her name announced that she's walking on court, and then the music hits. And what what's the music like? Go Angie, go. It's like I can't stop. And Angie's walking on court right now, folks. The crowd is just cheering. Like she's getting ready. She's getting ready. Can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Do you think, do you, I love yeah, it. Do you think? Do you think our listeners can tell that we haven't planned this episode at all? Like, do you think? Do you think like, I don't we know. had a rough, good outline. <laughs> so a rough yeah. Um. But anyways, Angie, like, shall we? Are we gonna wrap up here? Do we have any final things to say regarding the Olympics? Regarding what our thoughts are on it? Like, is there anything else anybody quickly wants to mention? Or? I mean, I think what I'll I want to see is um, looking into the future because you know this podcast, will, this episode will probably get published in like ten days' time. Um, yeah, literally after the Olympics. I would just like to say that I am thoroughly enjoying the Olympics. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I would also you know what assuming that this episode does indeed come out in about ten days, I thoroughly enjoyed Andy winning gold medal like at these games. Do you guys not enjoy that? Like I really enjoyed when Andy Murray won his third Olympic gold medal. Do you guys like I remember that and I celebrated that. You know what? Like it's I'm celebrating it right now and right here because this episode has came out just after Andy's uh, Andy's won his third Olympic gold. Peter looks like I've jinxed it all and he Loki actually you know Peter. I just want some of this edited that's all I'm hoping for Scott just for you Peter's <laughs> actually looking like the, the, the look on Peter's face is if this episode doesn't publish for 10 days I'm going to fly over there and kick him <laughs> off that's what that face says Peter's looking like he is about to jump on a jet right now and come over here and be like Scott you're editing that out right now um <laughs> Anyway, um, Angie, how have you found your time here in Murray Musings? Like, have you enjoyed it? Have you had a good time? Have you had a good time here with us? Like, it's been a good time. It's <laughs> been a little cringe. I've had to reevaluate my choices at times, but uh, like overall, it's been a pretty good time. You guys are a good. Yeah. It's you know we 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 don't you know we don't put too much planning into things. We just go with the flow, and you know what, like. Um, I mean, I try to, for the most part. So. He's like, so. you know, I'm trying to be, like, kind of professional here. Like, not full professional, semi-professional, but it just didn't work. Yep. I mean, we we're chill. People. We've love known people. each other since 2017. Mm-hmm. We've watched tennis matches together. Just let it flow. And so, with that said, I think we should end it here. Thank you so much, Angie, for coming on and sharing with us your thoughts on Felix and Canadian tennis Mm -hmm. and the Olympics. Mm -hmm. I hope everyone has enjoyed this episode Mm -hmm. and have a great night, y'all. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Yeah, we're editing that out.